The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Jason. What's going on, nerds? I've got Will. Hello, hello. And we've got Michael. Hi, everybody. So, with the release of the Siege of Chthonia campaign rulebook, there's lots of interesting information, lots of new ways to play including Zone Mortalis. Mm-hmm. The notorious uh, Zone of Death. Yeah, and Michael, you've been uh, kind of like a, all weekend, you've just kind of been like just uh, sifting through and seeing what's changed, what hasn't, and uh, you've... Pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah so is what I, got me I into 28 millimeter in the first place, so yeah. I've been yeah. very no, excited to see the full rules. Mike, you said it was... Um, like just real hot garbage, total total bullshit. They basically strip ZM of all its coolness. Is that true? Really? Is that true? What is true? Is that it's <laughs> no, a I'm, very I'm, different game? I'm completely, yeah, completely bullshit. It is. Um, w- it is the exact opposite. It is so much more in depth now than it was in pr- any previous iteration. It's real I nice, think. guys. Um, it is. It is a sub game within a game for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, so I think we'll dive it's into It's definitely it a lot now. weirder now, but we're going to dive into that. Um, yeah, weird is good. Weird, weird I'm thinking like um, a, a very like formal and like this is the, I feel like these rules are written very explicitly. Like this is how mm-hmm. we want you to do it exactly because this is what we found has worked the best. At least that's from from my gleaming and the changes that I've seen. They're, they're really wanting to put this forward as a competitive element that's what I got too. Not not really competitive, but a, a competitive element to, uh, I guess, frontline games, right? Like they want you to to be like, "Ooh, this is just as good of a game system as frontline <laughs> game is," right? Markedly different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I will say right out of the gate, my only complaint with this: they explicitly say no cavalry models and no anti grav models. So white scars players like rocketing bikes down these cramped little hallways. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's a thing of the past. They have explicitly made that illegal. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the only thing that's a thing of the past either. Um, yeah, but let's uh, take it from yeah, the before, top. Yeah, before oh, oh. we before we begin, I do want to give a little bit of a PSA for our podcast. Um, uh, recently, uh, starting this month, we've uh, switched our patron over from a monthly subscription to a per episode basis um, because things uh, everybody's adults now we have careers and sometimes it gets a little busy and while we used to post almost every week a new episode it's been very difficult for me for the past uh, quarter of this year and i felt a little bit bad about not being able to crank the stuff out now granted i've heard no negative feedback and everyone's saying oh we're, we're happy to you know continue being patrons but i for myself i wanted to change it up a little bit so mm-hmm. now um there are new tiers and you can uh, go on to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. It's still the same uh, uh, patron website, same uh, URL. Um, basically, I had to, del- because patron was weird. And because if if I 
had a uh, account from September 22 or 2022. I couldn't just switch to a per episode basis or per creation. Right. So it was like basically a, a feature that we weren't eligible for at the time. Right. So we had to recreate it. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's something with their database or not. So mm-hmm. I had basically had to close down the old Patreon and now it's uh, basically make a new Patreon. Just like start from scratch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, be said, that being said, uh, I feel a whole lot better mentally <laughs> where I'm not like, oh my gosh, right. I need to get this uh, episode out or, you know, people are paying for nothing. And I mean, now it's men- mental health is huge. We're always about that. So like if this eases the burden for Jesse, you know, that's, we're all here for it. Total support, yeah. you know, but, and at the same time, like, yeah, having ADHD is a little bit weird. So when you like have something you need to do, you want to do it, but at the same time, your brain is fighting you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm no longer fighting to have to do it. And I think weirdly enough, I might be able to actually post on time a lot more. Often. Must be so we'll, nice. we'll see what happens. Must be nice. Well, well, they call it executive dysfunction and not executive function. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but that being said, uh, we've had a whole slew of uh, people already re-up and a few new people uh, uh, join already before we mm. even post this. So starting with our Legion sergeants. Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, the race for Terra. Thank you. You are now a Legion sergeant. Jay Sales. Thank you. You are a Legion sergeant. David Zarnecki. You are now a Legion sergeant. Thank you very much. Aircraft Terrier, you are now a Legion Sergeant. Moving on to our elevated levels of Legion Centurions. Richard Bork, thank you very much. Odvin Fransdal, thank you. You are a Legion Centurion. Aaron Maynard, thank you. You are a Legion Centurion. Moving on to our Legion Praetors. Void Imperatrix, you are now a Legion Praetor. Hey! Travis Smith, you are now a Legion Praetor. Hey! Matthew Andreasio, you are a Legion Praetor. Hey! <laughs> How many more Rizzuto. we got? A, a few, a few. Okay. Luke Rizzuto, you are now a Legion pa- Praetor. Hey! <laughs> Life's Aquatic, you are a Legion Praetor. Hey! Duncan, you are a Legion Praetor. Hey! And finally, our new uh, level, uh, Legion Flexomancers, which, if you're in the know, you know. I see Jason over there. He's nodding his head. Mm-hmm. We'll retell that story here in the future, but we'll keep it a mystery for now. If you don't know, uh, Rena the Floof, you are a Legion Flexomancer. Oh, hail, Rena the Floof, <laughs> the Flexomancer. Real Snice, you are a Legion Flexomancer. Real Snice, the Flexomancer. Chris Mack, you are now a Legion Flexomancer. Chris Mack, the Legion Flexomancer. <laughs> Chap Lannister, you are a Legion Flexomancer. Chap Lannister, the Flexomancer. <laughs> and finally, Andrew N., you are now a Legion Flexomancer. Andrew, the Legion Flexomancer. Yep. So the Flexomancers uh, are patrons at a elevated level, and we will... Uh, we will be calling those out every episode. No, we will maybe not, not be doing. Maybe not the way that Will's doing it. Will, However, no, as that a, is inaugural, the last and first time. <laughs> yeah, for inaugural uh, uh, signups, we'll give you a shout out. And Flexomancers, we will uh, maintain those <laughs> weekly or those uh, per episode uh, shout outs. So thank you all so much. And Honestly, guys, like seriously, all of you, thank you so much. I really can't believe the support we get for this. It's awesome. We love yeah. you guys. 
it, it's helped us uh, like uh, subscribe to like better audio uh, equipment and like software allows us to uh, do our recordings a whole lot easier than they used to be, especially oh, yeah. uh, from remotely. And uh, yeah. So with that, patreon.com forward slash r30k podcast if you enjoy our show and would like to support us we definitely appreciate it now now that's out of the way all right jumping into <laughs> nude zone mortalis um just little heads up on how we're going to go through this we're going to assume that you are familiar with the white dwarf uh zone mortalis rules the if i'm not set for it real quick do we have, can we plug like what issue that was in? Does anybody have that off the top uh, of their head? Yeah, I do. I guess just for reference. Issue 477. Thank you. Um, 477 listeners. An angry corn boy on the, on the cover. Mm. Um, and you can throw it in the trash after this episode because yeah, we got new yeah. rules. We're Accurate. doing the compare and contrast for you, but I just love to do the read along at home. Yes. There's absolutely nothing else of consequence in that issue. Only zone mortalis rules. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> For 30k, that is accurate. Uh, play other <laughs> games, there might be some fun stuff in there. Um, but Maybe. the assumption is that uh, you have that white dwarf, you're familiar with those rules, and you want to know what's new, what's different, why should you buy this brand new book and not just play out of a white dwarf. Um, and the reason is because there are a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, most of them small. We're kind of going to go through an order uh, with what I found. Um, so in the new book, first thing they talk about is probably the most important and certainly what defines ZM, the terrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, we've got some s- small, but what I think are going to be uh, significant changes to doors. Uh, first off, uh, the white dwarf had the idea of small doors and large doors. Uh, that's actually defined in the new rule set. If it's no. a two inch wide door or smaller, that's a small door. Any mm-hmm. bigger, it's a large door. Um, hmm. Those and on the white and dwarf. I mean I, I, that that is as typical. I think most. Uh, I mean the plastic ZMs that you buy nowadays, those doors are two inches wide for the small doors, right? So I yep. think that's standard. Um, similarly, what what can't move through small doors? Dreadnoughts. And I think this is a huge change for four me. wounds. Uh, previously, automata were not mentioned, um, so no more sliding your big stompy bots through tiny little doors. Yeah, it's a little right. weird that they're not natively bulky, but like custodians are, so they had no mm. choice but to impotently hammer at the <laughs> little void doors. Well, yeah, I mean, same thing. So it's been changed to bulky four, and before I was, mm. you know, mm. my idea was to take a Myrmidon list to Zone Mortalis. It would it'd excel. Mm. In mm-hmm. Zone Mortalis, but they were all bulky three, so I was like, "Well, all I need, I face a single small door, and I'm fucked." Like a door <laughs> is my downfall yeah. for the army. I was like, "I guess I'm not right. running that army." But but now, door. but now it's bulky four. That's the cutoff for being able to move mm-hmm. through small doors. Ooh, so, uh, wow. Raven Guard jetpacks can fit through doors mm-hmm. now. Oh, oh, were they bulky three? <laughs> they were. Oh my oh, wow. god. Because the wings, they, mm-hmm. they got to put those stupid wings on them. That's got to have those wings. Mm-hmm. Glide farther. All right. So what other changes uh, have we seen? Well, we now have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sidebar that is all about what happens when a unit is standing in a doorway when that door is closed. 
Um, <laughs> and the answer is you smush guys. It's great. Dang. Yeah. yeah you get rancored. There's no, there's no safety that. on these like garage doors or anything. No. Nope. Dang. It's um, like that scene from Scream. Particularly with the new mission special rule, uh, system override, which allows you to spend reinforcement points, more on those later, uh, to make a roll, uh, 1d6, uh, add one if you have a cortex controller or an auspector on the table, and on a three or up, all of the doors are under your control, and you can choose whether they are open, closed, locked, etc., Oh, and that's like a tech marine or somebody savvy, mm-hmm. tech savvy, hacking in and dang, that's sick. You said, oh, I'm sorry, here also, it says all doors have three hole points now. Yep. What did they, they had but one before, right? Um, I'm double checking. Strength 12, board. one hole point. It was something like that. Or 13, 11, I don't know. I felt <laughs> like the doors were inconsequential and. It, they really, Yeah. So oh. what it was is that uh, small doors were three hole points. Uh, large doors were six hole points. Oh. And now all they're all doors. just three. Okay. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so it's That's easier to smash through doors now. Pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah. okay. Let me ask you. We're going to sidebar mm-hmm. on this sidebar sure. about crushing people. Can you crush dreadnoughts too? Okay. So, sort of. Uh, I, I can read the rules for crushed if we want. Go for oh, it. Yeah, um, go yeah. for it. That sounds yeah, so, cool. <laughs> it sounds like a mechanic I want to meme a lot. So because I'm also, I, yeah, I need to uh, speak this out too because I got a question. I think so. Okay. For crushed, if any model is on a piece of door terrain when it is changed from the open state to the closed state, or this results in one or more models from any unit being no longer positioned in unit coherency. The unit the model is part of suffers an immediate strength 8 AP dash wound with no armor saves, invulnerable saves, or damage mitigation rolls allowed. The door terrain is then destroyed and removed from the battlefield if possible. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's like a dangerous terrain, basically, from effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then removed yep. too. So yes. interesting. Um, it's like Jesse was saying earlier with the Rancor. If you remember, remember from that movie. <laughs> You know, the door slammed on the thing's head, mm-hmm. killed it, but was still jammed open by yeah. the corpse yeah. of the Rancor. <laughs> it's just in this case, it's a poor little inductee, you know, just <laughs> sitting baby, there man. bleeding out as the door just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was his first week. <laughs> um, it was the first time he saw a door panel. <laughs> he didn't cover that in training. <laughs> hey, it's, if it's a space wolf, it might be the first time he saw a door. Mm. Yeah, the question I have is it mentioned this uh, with uh, if it results in the models from any unit being no longer positioned in unit coherency. Yeah. Which I guess so. I guess some of the ZM uh, doors, the plastic ones might have be a little bit bigger than normal. Like if the door closes and like splits off a unit. So I don't think you can count coherency through a closed door. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I think this rule is kind of there to prevent that from happening. Um, mm. If that were to happen, the door gets destroyed. Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah. yeah so it feels like a fail gotcha. safe. Like you oh, yeah. One ah, okay. I see it now. You have like a 10 yeah. man squadron. The door closes and would split it off. However, because mm-hmm. it just smashed somebody and the door breaks open, then you're still in right. coherency. I get it now. Okay. It's, it's a fun little fail safe to prevent a weird rules interaction. Uh, 
that is also just hilarious. Yeah. Yep, it's yep, pretty yep. funny. It yep. feels like the perfect fix. Yes. Big fan of it. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, um, the White Dwarf rules introduced a weird thing called hazardous terrain. Um, yeah. Hazardous terrain was not difficult terrain, not dangerous terrain, just hazardous. Um, it, other than that, it was basically dangerous terrain. Um, it was kind of weird. I honestly didn't see anyone ever play with it. Um, and they've now more or less just renamed it. Uh, it's now uh, debris and hazardous debris. Hmm. Um, again, while this acts very similarly to difficult terrain and dangerous terrain, it is neither. Uh, which means my understanding is that if you charge through uh, debris, you have no way of not having a disordered charge because it call- specifically calls out that any war gear that would uh, protect you against uh, difficult terrain effects doesn't apply. So it doesn't matter if you have grenades. You're mm. not moving through difficult terrain. You're moving through debris. Gotcha. And it provides a six up cover save. If you're at least, uh, at least a quarter obscured by it. Right. And shooting through it gives you a minus one penalty to hit rolls. The hazardous terrain. Yeah. Oh, hazardous. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. Yep. Figure that's something that's venting off gas or something and just making that's it. That's exactly what I thought was yeah. that scene in alien, right? Where like right. walking down and psh, gas goes and you're like, Oh shit. Exactly. All those chains dangling from the ceiling for no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what if is, you're a primark or have night sun? vision, you're good. Right. Right. Yeah. Which the of course immediately, exactly. as soon as I read that, I was like, Oh yeah. Thalax is not going to see smoke. They're just going to see through and mm-hmm. see like x-ray <laughs> outlines of people. Right. So yep. Full on predator vision. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, moving on, we come to reactions and the this is where one. some of the big changes happen. Um, reactions so white, are already big. So in the white dwarf version, uh, you were not doing any of the, uh, reactions from the core book, no Legion reactions, none of that. It was just the three ZM reactions that has now changed. Uh, you are now no longer doing the core reactions from the base rule book, uh, but the advanced reactions are in. Good, good. And any army specific reactions that you have are also in. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, obviously, this is going to be a lot better for some legions than others. For sure. For sure. Is like yeah. assassins will benefit yeah. greatly from this. Yeah. <laughs> assassins are going to be able to jump, you know, down the down the hallway and around the corner, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have uh, space wolves just lunging around the corner, down the hallway, around another corner, and uh, chomping into you. Uh, come around the corner, fucking and then you running at you. Can you, you imagine that, you, dude? <laughs> a fucking Valkvin Raka just like wall, wall running at you around a corner with an axe. and just <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be wild. Wait, they got mag boots for a reason. Yeah. yeah. True. Fuck yeah. Uh, in addition, <laughs> some of the uh, reactions, uh, some of the ZM reactions that is, have gotten some changes. Hmm. Um, the big one I saw was suppress the move phase reaction that lets you uh, fire snapshots at a unit that comes into view. Now has panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, I think handy. this is a great change because that was a bit underwhelming before. 
Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense now, though. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, while still snapshotting, snapshooting, having that pinning that that is, yeah, I'll Just take a little that. bit. It was missing. Um, and Brace has gotten a rewording that honestly I haven't quite puzzled through. So oh, let's read. Yeah, let's see if we so can what page are we on? Yeah. This will be on page in the uh, New Cathonia book. This is one seventy-seven. One seventy-seven. Yep. On the physical page, uh, reactions in the assault phase for Brace. Um, the reacting unit must make a morale check. If the check has failed, the reacting unit immediately falls back D6 inches and automatically regroups when this fallback move is completed one inch from the battlefield edge. If the check is successful, the reacting unit automatically passes any morale checks they are required to make as a result of losing an assault during the following fight phase. Mm. So... What I'm seeing is the change is uh, it previously said falls back 1d6 inches and automatically regroups when this fallback move is completed. Mm-hmm. My reading of this is that you don't automatically regroup until you hit the table edge. Um, well, or, well, you fall back d6 mm-hmm. oh, and automatically regroups when this fallback move is completed one inch from the battlefield edge. So I, I guess I feel like it's a failsafe of if you are close to the edge, you will not go off. You will just uh, automatically regroup then. Yeah. I feel like that makes more sense. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm, you're I'm not falling all the way back. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, for me personally, I feel like it's cut and dry. I, but okay. again, everybody reads it a little bit differently sure. sometimes, but my interpretation looks like it's pretty, uh, pretty clean. Okay. It might just be me then. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> You've been looking at it all day, so yeah. <laughs> it's those beautiful right. times where you look at the same sentence for like an hour, and then you think that's completely different by the time you're done with it. There is that. Um, speaking of things that are completely different, displays uh, oh. the shooting phase reaction is not completely different. It is identical. Uh, it's still a simple shift, hopefully out of line of sight around a corner. Mm. Oh, I do see. Now I'm starting to see your side too, because. Okay. Yeah, because you it doesn't say you automatically regroup at the end of the fallback of D6. Mm-hmm. You automatically regroup when the fallback move is completed an inch from the battlefield edge. Yeah. One of us will send it into GW. They'll yeah. figure it out for the errata. Sounds good. Um, it, not to be negative, but it wouldn't be a GW release if there wasn't something that needed to be errated. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of information. It's a lot this, of information. This book, this book is massive. It's over it's, 200 pages. It's, it's nuts. If that's the only thing that needs to be eroded, I'll be thrilled. Well, let's keep finding out. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, other thing that changes is game length. Um, as we see elsewhere in the book, uh, you now start uh, seeing if the game ends on turn four, uh, mm-hmm. specifically on a two up um, on a two up on game four. The game keeps continuing. So on a one, game ends right then. Oh, it's on a okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. For for Zone Mortalis, yes. As a sidebar, oh, which we'll talk about in the plus, future. The battle yeah. continues. Gotcha. Yeah. I on, thought it was okay. Yep. Nope. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're working from the notes I took today, so uh, <laughs> they're written such that I understand them. Everyone else gets to guess. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that's why I had to because I saw your notes and it said game ends on a two plus, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what I, I mean. 
I know what I, I wrote. do now. I do now. But I was like, oh shit, is that like some weird mechanic <laughs> yeah. where like if you roll a one, they like desperately need to finish the game to six turns? That's wow. weird. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But I really yeah. fucking believed it, man. Oh no. I do I do like that slight chance. Yeah. Minimal chance, but a chance that it could end right on turn four. Right. So you gotta be lining up and guys, we're gonna get in these missions. They're gonna be y'all. You gotta worry about scoring now, okay? So you're gonna yep. be needing to line that stuff up by turn three to pull it off by turn four yeah. at the possibility it ends, right? Yeah. As a sidebar, the the new core missions are pretty pretty neat, and yeah. we'll get into those at a future time. But with the new, but ZM itself has three of its own missions now too. So that, these are the ones we're going to talk about today. We'll, we'll talk about the ZM missions uh, later on, and we'll gush about the new scoring system then. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But on turn four, you roll a die, two up, you keep playing. Turn five, you roll a die, four up, you keep playing. Turn six, you you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of big for ZM because uh, oftentimes you've got a turn or two of just maneuver before you. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. You're going to need to really leverage what tools you have to get stuck in as fast as possible. Um, unfortunately, mm. I think heavy might be even more of a detriment in this new ZM. Wow. You just got to be in there. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh. I guess. Uh, like, yeah. We'll take a look at the missions and see, you know, how rough it is. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's also some stuff that might mitigate that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, okay. There's another small thing that I felt was kind of random, but I think is very much worth noting because I think a lot of people are going to miss it. Um, in every scenario, uh, every turn, you roll a die. Uh, the corresponding objective marker becomes a critical objective and whoever controls that gains two additional reinforcement points. Again, we're going to talk about reinforcement points in a minute, um, but that could be critical. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hidden that, in there. Is it called a critical yep. objective? Yep. That is what it's called. Oh, and I think it, it might be so an accurate critical. name. Yeah. Mm. Two RP is huge, y'all. We will mm-hmm. get into that because... Yikes. Okay. Um, next up, we've got new mission secondaries for Stone Mortalis. What page are we on now? 180. 180. 180. Okay. Yep. There it is. Se- secondary objectives, right? Yep. Yep. There we go. 180. Um, there are three. First one is the weirdest one. Um, Counter-Strike. It's essentially first blood, but only applies if you are not the... Uh, player with strategic advantage, i.e. didn't roll to go first. Um, second one I love and is Champions of Renown. It's wait, simply- wait, wait. so Counter-Strike? Yeah, okay. The player with the without strategic advantage, yeah. Weird. Right. Yeah. That a secondary would only apply to one play, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's, it's to try and balance out the first turn advantage. That it, it might be trying to... Uh, force or try to uh, blunt the effects of a potential alpha strike maybe but in or CM? to deter alpha strike i don't I, yeah. it's hard to say it's i could i'm gonna have I to play a few more i can buy to, that here's the thing right a, to deter an alpha strike you would want to de- the alpha striker would want to deploy super aggressive knowing they're going to go first mm-hmm. but if you had the disadvantage 
or whatever strategic advantage. Mm-hmm. The idea of a counter-strike over your head. Right. So you might not want to give them that extra victory point by deploying so aggressively. It it could affect which units you want to have deployed mm-hmm. first. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to play a few missions. I haven't played any of these missions yet, but I'm really uh, looking forward to soon. Yeah. It, it is worth noting that at the time of recording, this book is brand new. Um, and like, so we have not had a chance to actually play with the rules yet. Yeah. Like just gone live like two days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So yeah, you were saying, uh, champions of renown, champions are renown. second secondary as uh, I think can be a lot more impactful because it's mm-hmm. one victory point per challenge. You win mm-hmm. kill a character in a challenge, gain a victory point. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, now as we're going to see later, uh, some of these new missions are, you're going to be gaining a lot of victory points. It's not going to be like three victory points and you win. Mm-hmm. But still, that's interesting though, because it really makes you think. Like, do I want to throw my sergeant under the bus like I normally would, mm-hmm. so my beat stick character can kill a whole bunch of other dudes in the squad? Right. Yep. Dang. Yeah. yeah giving up victory be... points for ki- for like, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, fine. I'll just feed you a sergeant. Oh, thanks for the victory point. Thanks for the this victory. is really interesting. Wow. Like, it's even Suddenly... more interesting with the third one. Go blood cold. Yeah. You get one victory point for any HQ or elite unit killed. Mm-hmm. So no longer just any unit. You want to pay that tactical tactical tax and go all in on elites? Be my guest. I get a yeah, VP want- for killing everything but that tactical yeah. unit. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a tax when it doesn't. Like when it has that kind of advantage you're giving them, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It feels like an elite tax almost. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's going to make <laughs> this a little interesting. Question: yeah. Would that kind of um, would that kind of benefit you too to start taking those retinue units because sure. they don't count as a separate HQ choice to the Master of the Legion that yes. they. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, I'm tracking. Absolutely. Um, and there's more stuff in here that's going to strongly encourage you to take rat news as well. Mm, it's delightful. really interesting, I think, what they did. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly going to be going through and looking at my rat new options again. Um, uh, I definitely. You're going to want to be running a rat new. I definitely don't ask because I just finished Vortigern for my Dark Angels. <laughs> Completely separate conversations, I promise. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, another place where we see some major changes. Um, and some of the more interesting ones, I think. Army construction. Um, I know when I got started in a uh, previous edition of Horus Heresy, we were generally playing Zone Mortalis at like 1,000 points. Uh, mm-hmm. I really argued with someone I could get them to play 1,500. Yeah, <laughs> with me. Uh, yeah, 1,500 felt like a big game, right? New recommended game anyways. size is 1,500. 200 to uh, 2,500. Yeah. For ZM. Almost the size of Frontline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and to support that, we have a new Zone Mortalis Assault Force chart. You've got one required HQ, one optional HQ. We're used to that. Mm-hmm. We've got one required troop, five optional troops. So that's plus one troop slot. Yep. Four elites. Mm-hmm. All optional. 
That's twice as many as the previous chart. Two optional fast attack, which is the same. Two optional heavy, which is one additional heavy slot. Mm. And one optional Primark. Yeah, Um, Yeah, boy. Primark is uh, still restricted by the Lord of War slash Primark's Mm -hmm. points restrictions. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing on the high end of that, you can now bring a Primark into ZM. That's Horus right there. Um, And the reason you can't just do that in the normal Lord of War allied detachment is because there are no allied or other secondary detachments. Yeah. In Zone Mortalis, which... I'm sad to see because I've always wanted to do one with uh, Solar Auxilia and my Imperial Fists, but that's not a surprise. That's but I suppose you could still special. take the Titan. Is there anything that specifically says you can't take like Titan Legio? Can you still, t- still take Secutari in Zone Mortalis, I wonder? Um, I think you can because your faction is... just needs to be the Titan Legion. Mm-hmm. No, and you I think just add like... it. Yeah, you just add it. As long as this is not saying you you are restricted. The Zomortalis engagement force engagement force organization chart does not include any optional detachments. And as such, may not take allied detachments or Lord of War detachment. Um, I take that to mean is that uh, actually down at the bottom, it says explicitly, in addition, additional optional detachments from other sources may not be included as part oh, of the base. Oh, there it is. There it is, folks. No Sekitari. Sit you get one detachment, down. and that's it. Actually, mm. wait, no, no, I guess you could bring all Sekitari, I yes. guess. If you wanted to fill all your slots with just Sekitari, then yeah. yeah. That that's might a whole not lot actually be that bad. Yeah. It'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> Neat. Also, hear me out. Yeah. This Zone Mortalis battle is taking place in the leg of uh, Imperator Titan. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, my We're boarding God. a Titan. So good. Oh, man. That's so, so good. Uh, okay. So, as we're going through, I noticed um, one thing because I think it wasn't covered in the White Dwarf before, but they mentioned uh, uh, 15 models is the max size for a unit. Mm-hmm. This specifically calls out if a minimum size of a unit is more than 15 models, it cannot be chosen as a selection. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because I did, I mean, I definitely felt like that was implied, but it's good to see it written out clearly. Yeah, and and it makes sense. Um, yeah. If for some uh, bit of a... I, guess, I know there um, were militia players that had issues with that, because they were like, please, I'll, I'll buy a conscript squad of 50 guys and then kill... <laughs> them down yeah. to and automatically deploy them with only 15 guys remaining please just let me do it or whatever, whatever. You yeah know, like, this can't this puts it in black and white but i know like um like in warhammer i think it was an eighth edition i guess there was a little bit of precedent where it does explicitly call out where if you didn't have the proper size amount of models or stuff you could mm, yeah. like an open yeah, play adjust, maybe you can adjust uh, maybe yeah because i know open made our open was, play yeah. Yeah. 30k open play yeah. yeah, it's been a while, but regardless. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Max. no, that was a thing. You're right. I remember yeah. it was like you could have like if if you could have one unit that was not full mm-hmm. if you didn't have the models. So like, let's say you had two intercessor squads, you could have a five man mm-hmm. squad. And then if you because you couldn't have another five man squad, you could do a three man squad. If you had like a three model collection, but it was like one unit in your army that you could do that with. That's what mm-hmm. it was. I'm sorry. Yeah. We just remembered that. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, max unit size is still 15. though. That's before you attach anyone to it. So 
15 Marines. Oh, that's good. So you can still put your path carry carry and your cool. Add two independent characters if you want. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. And a tech Marine while you're there. Yep. Uh, Along with uh, armatures and vehicles that were called out in White Dwarf as not being allowed in Zone Mortalis, you can now no longer take fortifications or cavalry. Oh. Um, I feel like that mostly makes sense. Um, you got to leave your. I imagine there's a White Scars the player somewhere who wanted to, you know, race the bikes down the corridors, but no, no bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, no anti-grav. Uh, that's not new. Um, Significant change here. Uh, you can't have any dreadnoughts, automata, or monstrous creatures with more than eight wounds. The big change here is that used to be seven. You can mm. now bring Leviathans into Zone Mortal. Zone Mortalis. No, no. Uh, eight or more. Leviathans are eight wounds, right? Yeah, it's uh, more than eight, I'm pretty sure. No, Did it's eight or wrong? more. Eight or more is the is. Oh, the so it's still seven is the max. Yeah. So it has okay. to be less than eight. Oh, that's still. annoying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I can't. <laughs> I, I just guess, that. Never mind. Guess I can't no bring my. Th- wait, no. Never mind. You wouldn't be able to bring Leviathans anyways. Be- oh no, that's for doors. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Do- um, weird. Okay, wounds for doors. Okay. All right. Okay. One thing that is definitely a change. Uh, <laughs> this one now this call out. Like- you can only bring one dreadnought per thousand points. Yeah. Great change. That's a good. I, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, I, I I gotta say these changes, that change anyways, something we probably need to see trickle down to like Centurion and that kind of stuff. Just like a, yeah. I mean, to some extent, they kind of do. It already limits to a certain uh, point. And Centurion, no, it's up. way more brutal, is what I'm saying. Mm. Like I can't bring any automata, and if we had ZM rules oh. for Centurion. I could still bring some shitty Castellax that could get nuked, <laughs> but I can't even now. Anyways, that's hmm. a side tangent. Anyways, okay. yeah, Centurion needs to lighten up to current yeah. ZM is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm generally not thrilled about the Dreadnought limitations that are out there. Um, in most cases, Dreadnoughts just aren't doing enough damage. You should be able to soak that up while still winning the battle. Um, the one place I disagree is with that statement is Zone Mortalis. Um, just cause you don't have many places you can go through. And if there's a dreadnought in the way, your only choice is going through. Mm-hmm. So one dreadnought per thousand, I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that really just makes me sad, but I do understand is no models may be placed in reserves. Um, there's a similar system that we're going to talk about later. The reinforcement points I've been talking about all throughout, mm-hmm. um, but what this means is that you cannot deep strike, you cannot outflank. Right. So it it you can't even bring some of the the hammer fall strike force or whatever it is that you get run, right? Well, you can. You're just paying for deep strike on models that then can't deep strike. Um, though deep strike right. will get something a little bit later. Um, hmm. Oh, I, I see. So it's not so much it's it. it's just not played the exact same. It's played completely right. different. Gotcha. The mechanic um, itself is, yeah. Okay. Tracking. But, but deep strike, you are not doing. Outflanking, you're not doing. Um, any other special reserves, you're not doing. You can't bring okay. a termite, but if you could, you wouldn't be doing a termite assault either. Um, next up, they have a nice little section about laying out a good ZM board. Um, 
if you've laid out a ZM board or if you've seen the old ZM boards that they used to sell, it it's that. Mm-hmm. It's going to make complete sense. Um, something I found interesting is that uh, recommended table size is 4x4. Four four, and while they mentioned using a larger or smaller table, depending on the size of the game, they got rid of the handy chart in the White Dwarf article that gave you recommended table sizes per the number of points. Oh, really? So it'd be like four by four is a thousand to or five hundred to a thousand, and then uh, so four by four was one thousand to two thousand points. Uh, okay. Five hundred to one thousand was three by three. Up to five hundred was two by two, and two thousand to three thousand was four by six. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now it's just larger, smaller as you see fit. Yeah. Um, something uh, that is new and that folks are going to want to pay attention to. This is that jump packs and similar war gear that sets a model's movement characteristic cannot be used in ZM areas with ceilings. Yeah. Um, huge. I know m- most of our ZM boards, we assume to have ceilings. Mm-hmm. And so you would not be able to use jump, jump packs on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jump packs or jet packs. So my yeah. thalax have to actually fucking clomp down halls, man. They can't <laughs> do their jump shoot jump thing. But I, that also means similarly, while they don't have their 13 inch movement, they still have seven inches in ZM, which isn't bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're no longer taking difficult and dangerous terrain tests for jumping in yep. the board anymore, which is right. fantastic. I'll take the sacrifice so I don't have to roll the dice. Absolutely, mm-hmm. guys. Goblinshut.com is the distributor for the Dirty Down paint line and other hobby products in North America. Dirty Down liquid effects and aging sprays have been used by prop masters in TV and film for over 30 years to create incredible realistic looking effects in a fast, reliable way. They can be spotted in some of your favorite media such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Alien just to name a few. That precision has now been brought to the miniature realm and is taking the hobby by storm. In the Dirty Down line, you'll find rust, moss, and vertigris effects, unlike anything else on the market. With a vigorous shake and a mix of a bottle, a single wash creates the combined effects of multiple other paints and even provides a subtle texture. Dirty Down's entire line is also water-soluble, so you can achieve a wide variety of effects, entirely reworking, removing, or layering to your heart's content to achieve the perfect weathered look. With this capability, the line is perfect for speed painting while also having the depth for use for competition pieces. If you'd like to buy Dirty Down at a shop near you, ask your friendly local game store to go to goblinshut.com for information on stocking it. You can also purchase it direct as well. Also, all listeners of the Remembrancers Retreat can get a 5% discount on your online order with the promo code RR30K. And patrons of the Remembrancers Retreat get 15% off their orders. Once again, that's goblinshut.com, home of the Dirty Down Liquid Effects. All Reinforcements right, we'll is a whole thing. Let's get. We're into actually it. there next, so yeah. <laughs> we're into it now. So let, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, uh, you have your army. You get. You don't get to deploy it though. You don't get to deploy. Um, instead, you get a number of reinforcement points. Um, you get generally a large chunk at the beginning of the game, and you will spend these reinforcement points to put units in your deployment zone. Um, most scenarios. Uh, Generally speaking, you're going to start with six, and then you'll get another two per turn. Um, any units that you can't deploy onto the board um, before the game starts, you uh, will place into your reinforcements, 
legally distinct from reserves because mm-hmm. they're reinforcements, not reserves. <laughs> um, but you put them into your reserve, uh, your reinforcements. Uh, and then on preceding turns, you can pay the reinforcement points to bring them out of reinforcements and onto the table. Um, hmm. This is another thing that may change based on the scenario, but basically uh, Primarchs are going to be eight reinforcement points. So you can bring a Primarch, but you're going to have trouble getting them on the table. And HQ is going to be four reinforcement points. Elites are two. Troops are one. Yet another reason to bring lots of troops, because you can actually deploy them. Fast attack will be two reinforcement points. Heavy will be three. Um, Retinue squads you get for free with their leader. Yeah. So So it wasn't Jason earlier that mentioned retinue squads. Yeah. Another reason to look at your retinue squads. You're paying four reinforcement points for the HQ, but the retinue squad attached comes for free. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you attach them to like a Legion Terminator squad, you have to pay four for the HQ and two for the elite. And that's your starting budget of six. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, there's another thing that helps, and that is Warlords deploy for half the cost at the start of the battle. Mm. So, yeah, so if you bring retinue, you put your, your Warlords down first. So your Primarch is yes. eight points with his free retinue. Well, now he's four yep. points with his free retinue. So not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Put him down. Get him marching up the table. That's what they want. They want you fucking getting up that board. Right. Um he said everything points, after that goes into reinforcements, not reserves, right? Right. It's reinforcements. Okay. <laughs> uh, then starting on turn two, at the start of the turn, you bring in reinforcements with uh, retinue points. Or reinforcement points. going to take me a minute to get the lingo down. <laughs> so, question. You said you get two reinforcement points per turn. Mm-hmm. Is it like command points in... Other games where starting on you earn one at turn one start. So at this you're going to earn two at two two start. Is it like that? So then turn four you have two. Let me actually read it then I guess. Um, so I th- I think what you're asking is do they decay? Which they do not. No no. You no. Earn them, do they start keep... accumulating at turn one? Huh? That's what I want to know is when do they start accumulating? That That's a good one. question. I'm not sure. It uh I'm sure it says in the book somewhere. At the end of each turn, each player will gain a okay. number of reinforcement points, unless otherwise noted. This is two per player. So it's at the end of each turn. So yeah, starting turn one, at the end, you will earn two. Okay, cool. And then you'll have two to spend beginning of turn two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and any you don't spend, you keep. Um, cool. So if you only use five in your initial drop, you keep one. Then turn three or turn two, rather, you have three points to spend. Yeah, right. If on. you don't spend them, then you end up with five on turn three. Um, Very interesting. I like that system. Rather than everybody deploying everything at once, it puts mm-hmm. a little spin on it. Nice. Okay. It's also, I think, why the game size is bigger because effectively what it is is you have a sideboard. Um, you have right. a large army you're picking from. You pick what units you need. You get them on the table. Um, yeah. Also, uh, most missions, it seems, have a fun mission special rule called counter assault. This is where things get interesting. Mm-hmm. What this lets you do is it lets you spend additional reinforcement points to bring in units on the flank sides or even your opponent's side. Right. Um, so this is a simulation of deep strike then, right? 
Yeah, this is what you yeah. get. It's not quite deep strike because you're not dropping in the middle where the objectives are. Sure, but it's sure, but it's allowing the, you to play around with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, nice thing that deep strike does get is uh, it reduces the cost by one uh, to the minimum of the cost of the unit. So you're never deploying a unit for free. Elites are always going to be at least two to, to deploy. But if you want to bring those terminators in on a flank where it costs one more uh, reinforcement point, it doesn't if they have deep strike. You're just right. bringing them on for two instead of three. Okay. Not nothing. Cool. And then you'll, you're will you able to place them within their movement from the table edge, right? Yep. They yeah. effectively move on their, cool. their movement. I think that's a pretty substantial change to the deep strike because yeah christ guys i mean how many times are we sitting there like all right let me roll my dice and oh i scattered now i gotta check a table oh i wiped the squad but only so many of them so some of them manifested in a wall others didn't great it's for narrative but this Mm -hmm. is to speed up gameplay which i'm a fan of so i noticed and it changes the strategy significantly but Mm -hmm. what'd you notice right Oh no! I, I think we we're you're about to talk now. I'm looking at your notes too, okay. going back and forth. You're about to mention yeah. it, so go for it. Um, so I mentioned uh, plus one reinforcement point to bring something in on the flanks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's worth noting that these costs and even your ability to do it at all is going to vary by mission. Okay, um, we'll get into this a little bit when we look at the missions. Um, but an example table from mission one is it's plus one reinforcement point to deploy on flanks. It's plus three reinforcement points to deploy on the opponent's edge. Oh hmm. lord. So turn two, you can spend five reinforcement points if you have them and bring a you know, 10-strong block of Terminators in uh, through your d- opponent's deployment zone and just chase them through the, ma- through the map. Um, That's not bad. Man, I will That's say, so Pri- Pride of the Legion is going to be pretty so dope to yes. use in this, in this zone, Mortalis. Holy crap. Yes, it is. Yeah. Pride of the Legion is going to be a huge deal. Um, oh, I expect right, to see a lot of them. Terminators becoming troops. Yes, and Terminators being become troops. Point. Mm-hmm. Y'all, this is now that being said, game changer. That means right. so with Zone Mortalis, you only have a single compulsory uh, troop choice. Mm-hmm. So if I recall, right. you're only going to get be able to get one with unit that can score. Right. Yeah. And but, later, so I mean, even you know, if you did go like, oh well, I'll, fine, I'll only have one scoring, and I'll just focus on Terminators everywhere else, and my whole objective will be to table the guy. It has. These missions, I do want to kind of spoil it a little bit. They have sudden death rules. So you could be that guy who tables somebody. But guess what? The other dude scored on you. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. You still lost. Oh, man. It's so great, right? I yeah. love it. Uh, it's going to be a big change to, de- to the dynamic that I'm looking forward to. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I want to mention on reinforcements right now is I want to clarify that the counter assault rule only applies to reinforcements you bring on after your initial deployment. Right. Once mm-hmm. they're put into the yeah. reinforcements, quote unquote. Right. Okay. Gotcha. That, that's uh-huh. when the uh, deep strike kicks in or the uh, yep. discount. You know, I, it is a lot like a sideboard in the sense like, oh mm-hmm. man, he brought Terminators on. I'm going to bring my plasma squad on, you know, and you can, and you know, I'm going to, there are troops. So I'm going to pay a little bit to deploy them in and out flank and mm-hmm. come around as Terminators. Man, that's, this is going to, guys, I'm so mm-hmm. excited. This is going to add so many layers to the game. I'm going to bring a squad of Terminators, Terminators with Thunder Hammers and a squad with Power Weapons. 
Hmm. Uh, if I'm facing a lot of infantry, I'll bring the power weapons. If I'm facing Dreadnoughts or other Terminators, I'll bring the Thunderhammers. Man, excellent. Genius. That is really cool. I kind of want to see that more in the actual like general core rule game. Right? It's a huge change, but I think it's going to yeah. be really interesting. You're talking the reinforcements. Yeah. It would be yeah, neat just to, the way. It would be neat to trans. I mean, there's zone. nothing stopping you from playing a four by six zone or Talus. Mm-hmm. That too. True. Um, I don't know if you mentioned this or not. Um, I saw one of the cool things as far as like seizing the initiative regarding a uh, rule called first yeah, strike, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So what you can do is you can kind of like, uh, you know, ter- you know, get an edge on the ability to seize the initiative uh, with the first strike rule after both players have deployed uh, both of their armies at the first, but before the start of the first turn, you can, if you're not the person with, you know, the strategic advantage, you can declare a first strike and you basically spend all your remaining reinforcement points that you have available and roll a D six. If the result of D six plus the extra reinforcement points you saved equals seven or more, you oh. get to go first. Dang. Uh, it's another like tactical. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all. That's so What I sick. find interesting is that it means you can't roll to seize initiative unless you spend a reinforcement. You have to pay mm-hmm. for it. But and you if have you spend to. more than one, you do it more easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You have to spend yep. at least one because yep. you're going to roll a seven at least, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you're this, is, gonna, this guys, is pretty cool. Yeah. This is like a whole, th- this is okay. Economy in a game like this, when you add economy to it, mm-hmm. it, it, it adds a whole nother layer that just makes it so much richer when you mm-hmm. have currency to spend. Oh fuck. It's so good guys. I'm sorry. I'm just really enjoying <laughs> it. It's cause I mean, really you're just, there's no rolling anymore on a four up. I mm-hmm. hope my guys can come in. There's just like, let me plan to have this army. I can bring them in and I will, plan to pay knowing that on average these are the points i'll get like you can you can do this but then when the shit hits the fan you're like oh fuck i should right? have brought the heavy support squad on mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good I, gonna, it's like a completely new game mm-hmm. yes. it's like it's a complete new horse heresy game it really it's, is it's kind of neat I'm, that's what i said I'm at the top right it, it's a sub game within a game already so yeah, yeah. all right Let's dig into the missions a bit. Let's. This yeah. is yeah, yeah. As what, Will how, mentioned, yep. as Will mentioned, all of these use the sudden death rule, um, where if you table your opponent, you get plus one victory point, and then you add up victory points for each side. Um, <laughs> Will, if you want to gush more about this, go go ahead. It's an excellent mechanic. It's almost as good. Okay, and I've said this plenty of times. There needs to be a damage phase. It there needs to be an all said and done at the end of it, where all your work is counted regardless of how things ended the fuck the way you got there it was the story not the ending that was the good part right so yeah adding everything up at the end love it man it's so good mm-hmm. all right so we have three core missions um the first one is sector control this one's really straightforward um you're deploying 12 inches along your board edge uh, there are six objectives. Each one scored each turn. Um, very straightforward. Um, but scored we all like turn. a good straightforward unit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A good straightforward um, m- mission. Yeah. 
And again, that's again is going to be key right there. Scored each turn, so mm-hmm. try your to scoring units as many troops as you can. Yeah, excellent. Uh, second core mission is sweeping clear. Uh, this one you are again scoring each turn, but this time you need to control quadrants of the board. Hmm. Um, that's like no zone. scoring units of theirs in the area, right? And yep. you have to have scoring. Okay. Yep. Um, and then your deployment zone is in opposite quadrants out outside of nine inches of the center. Mm-hmm. Um, in this I one, I really like, I really uh, like how each of these maps, like the, uh, reinforcement allocation is laid out where you can really choose yes. where you want to place stuff anywhere. You just got to pay for it. And I like how they show you exactly what edges they're talking about. There's no ambiguity there. They tell you (laughs) the full extent of the edge you can deploy on. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of which, for sweep and clear, you can pay plus two reinforcement points to deploy from either the flank edges or your opponent's edge. Um, So any edge but your own, plus two. free. Yeah. Uh, Third one is where we start to get spicy. The Strategium Assault. This one is one of my favorite things to see in a mission. The absolute favorite. And it's mm-hmm. an asymmetrical mission. Yeah. We're not fighting over the same thing. We're trying to do different things. The attacker is trying to capture the enemy deployment zone. Defender gets plus two starting reinforcement points. Total of eight. Um, the defender can lock doors. Um, defender, defender's playing... Defenders paying plus two reinforcement points, though, to deploy on the flanks and can't deploy on the enemy edge. It's mm. really pushing you to just come in from your board edge. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the attacker is paying one for each flank or two for the enemy edge. Wow. The defender is going to be harried very quickly. Yeah. But they get to start is... with more on the table. And they lock the doors. Mm-hmm. That's so good, dude. That's oh my god. I'm like <laughs> gushing at the fact, like I'm thinking of Perturabo sealed up in his mm-hmm. room with his terminators all there. And then fucking Phalanx Water well, I guess they weren't Phalanx Waters, but Breachers, Imperial Fist, yeah. and Castillac storming down like we're gonna fucking punch you to death, Perturabo. <laughs> oh man, you know, this is that mission. It's so good, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's love it. There's so many other scenarios that that come to mind immediately from this. I mean, we've got so many examples. I wish, I wish uh, 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 Jared was here, so because he'd be throwing them out. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many times where Fafnir <laughs> Ron is leading breachers and in, in similar defenses like this. You know what I mean? So, man, there's so I just, many. I just think that's going to be so good. Seizing the strategium is the classic end to aborting action. Yeah. Um. And there are rules you said to make them kind of like a loosely based narrative. So I'm thinking we maybe look into that uh, storming a uh, uh, Titan, starting at the legs, working your way up. Final mission, you're going for the head. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Do you have some rules for Titan crew as they top out of their uh, Titan, pull pistols, With their little and try and pistols, draw down yep. on the Space Marines? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give them Archaeotech pistols. They're, yeah, they're important yeah. people. You're right. Yeah. They probably could afford something like that. Yeah. But uh, man, just Prince the narrative least. possibilities with this stuff, guys. Huge, huge. Like I said, with, with, especially now with an, like a 
the, the currency of stratagem points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really dying to try these official rules out, but the, you know, the potential for like custom and like Their own new shit. narrative event oh, rules yeah. is, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. The possibilities are. They're exciting. really trying to sell these zone mortalis sports, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. why they put so much <laughs> so much into these rules but they really want to move zone mortalis boards they're good so. boards with they're good boards. what i want to know is how many reinforcement points it's gonna cost me to open the airlocks you just start oh, venting yeah. sections into space yeah you know there's gonna be some Vent custom narrative missions oh yeah at nova mm-hmm. or something like that where that'll be an option i'm sure i hope um but is All it right. so? Is it just those three missions, or are it there is more? not? Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we have two Apex missions. Um, Apex missions are kind of what they're calling the more narrative-focused missions. The idea being that these are kind of the last mission you play in a campaign, and it's what it all comes down to. Our first Apex mission is that which waits below. Um, it's another asymmetrical mission. Um, in which there is one access point in the center of each edge. The attacker is getting points for killing enemy units and uh, more for capturing the enemy deployment zone. Mm-hmm. The defender, meanta- meanwhile, is trying to defend their deployment zone while sending sorties to each of the access points to try and lock them down. Once they're locked down, atta- at- the attackers can no longer bring in reinforcements. <gasps> No there. way. Oh, is that the seal of bulkheads? Yeah. Oh my. What's God. interesting is like obviously you you can play however you want. It does specifically call out in this Apex mission that the Mechanicum is the mm-hmm. Mechanicum trader player is attacker and Legionus Stardis loyalist is the defender. They call oh, specific armies out to for play this game. with me immediately. Because <laughs> this 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 would be good. I got the I got the yeah. models. I could do a fifteen hundred. Yeah. I like yeah, the little flavor text. It's with a Archmagos Dracovic, and he's like basically just sending some nasty shit through this oh, entire yeah. uh, zone. It's really cool. Oh. Also interesting is in this one, the attacker does not get the two reinforcement points per turn. Instead, they get one d three per unlocked access point. Hmm. So they are very quickly going to be able to put things on the table unless the defender is right. quick about locking, locking things down. That's cool. Wow. Um, Sweet mama. Um, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the uh, defender is only reinforcing from the access point in their deployment zone. Correct. Meanwhile, the, the attacker is coming edge. from everywhere. Everywhere but the defender's uh, deployment mm-hmm. zone. Wow. This is a killer mission, dudes. Honestly, mm. I think it gets better. <laughs> yeah? All right. Rewards of Corruption is Apex Mission 2. It's asymmetrical. Thousand Sons and Word Bearers? Yes. Ooh. Maximum Loyalist Thousand Sons. Yeah. What? Because Loyalist the attackers are trying to destroy the primary warp nexus and survive. Defenders are trying to prevent that. Dang. Um, you put a warp nexus in the center, two more on the attacker's side of the battlefield. The attacker then secretly notes which one is the primary. <laughs> the defender gets to deploy any corrupted infantry from any warp nexus for one reinforcement point, regardless of uh, what uh, battlefield role they have. 
Mm. So corrupted HQ, one reinforcement point. Walking out on the attacker's side and straight into the fun. Um, That being said, the psychers can destroy the warp nexuses. Uh, A psyker just needs to be touching the base. Rolls 2d6. uh, Gets a plus one for any additional psychers touching. On a 10 plus, it's destroyed. Otherwise, the unit suffers wounds equal to the number of models touching the nexus. <laughs> you either shut it down or it shuts you down. Wow. Dang. Yeah. God damn. Um, and then get, for this yeah, one. Get bonuses either- for. Okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. So more psychers you have touching it. Yes. Touching the orb. Mm-hmm. The better chance you have locking it down. However, <laughs> if you roll real crappy, you lose a lot of psychers potentially. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. either side can deploy on the flanks for plus one reinforcement point, and the defender can deploy on the attacker's edge for plus three reinforcement points. Um, I really like this mission. My only hesitation with it is I feel like it's going to be really hard to do without at least one side playing Thousand Suns. Yeah. Also, I'd probably talk to my opponent before playing it and say, hey, demons should be able to come out of those war proofs, right? Because obviously. But rules is written, demons aren't corrupted, so I don't think so. Unless there's something that says they count as corrupted for all purposes. Maybe. It's been a minute since I looked at the demon but rules. Um, I, but either way, demons should definitely be able to come out of those. Um, right now, we still have only the bound demon rules. So Right. And so, of course, the demon type is somewhere out there, too. I have to double check. Yeah. But honestly, I, I don't see why anyone would have a problem doing that. This seems like yeah. a perfect, perfect opportunity to have that go out. The narrative has, you know, word bearers defending. So of course they're half of word bearers units are corrupted anyways. And that's the idea is that you're bringing your units in through there, not so many demons, mm-hmm. but I, I think for any other faction, that'd be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side is you, probably going to have some trouble shutting down warp rifts if you don't have a lot of psychers. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, I think it's hard to do if you're not these sons. This definitely mm-hmm. requires a psyker focused yeah. army. Mm-hmm. Be it. Or yeah. Like I'm just thinking of other ways to do it. You could probably have maybe for like a certain amount of point. Like if you wanted to be more custom rules, have like basically like a uh, psych out grenades or something. Sure. That sure, you can sure, buy, sure. that you can attach to your, uh, you know, your units for the potential of yeah, counting well, as. Do gnolls not get the f- a certain? They what, do what not. Nulls but I just had instead. that thought. You and know, you bring like, sisters hey, of silence. Gonna, yeah, well, my sisters count anathema towards it. Just be like, all right, this rule counts uh-huh. as a psychic thing. So, yeah, I'd do that. I'd be like that. Yeah, just use the same rules. Just count it as your yeah. sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and allied detachment sisters. Then you could probably have a good chance of a, or not. Heck, you'd have to cheese it. Narrative, narrative, so narrative you can't, just, bring but just brings it down. Just bring sisters. Oh, yeah. true, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Or have <laughs> that's an opponent right. that's real cool and lets you bring an ally detachment. It is. I mean, it is narrative mm. after all, right? So yeah. This is much more leaning. This is a lot leaning more towards open play than mm-hmm. the previous one. So for sure. Yeah. But some definite, very cool rules and some really yes. wacky stuff. As you mentioned, really cool stuff. And the, the kind of scenario writing that I was feeling like GW had been getting away from in Horus Heresy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. know it's because they wanted 
the generic missions to be, you know, generic, but I think they also wanted to save a lot of their special missions for, um, those unique Legion units. What were they called again? Exemplary battles. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were kind of wanting to save their little special missions for that stuff too. I think, but it's good to see, like you said, it's good to see these in their like core books. Like these are narratives that we still support throughout the game and battles that are happening. Like they did in back in the old black books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, they have some uh, stuff that's specific to this campaign book, uh, the Chthonia-specific terrain. Um, I'm going to be honest, none of this is particularly groundbreaking, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, we have hardened barricades, which are just a five-up cover save instead of a six-up. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Next up's probably the more interesting one, uh, subterranean tunnel. An attacker can place this tunnel outside their deployment zone. On a four-up, one chosen unit arrives from reinforcements for free from the tunnel. Hmm. Um, Just like a one-per-game thing? Yeah. Not a bad gimmick. Yeah. I think this next one is my favorite, though. The next one is certainly the funniest. Yeah. Unstable environment. Uh, Anytime you uh, fire a blast that is strength six or higher, the... You roll on a table and you have a chance of the ceiling collapsing. It's setting off tremors or a sinkhole opening up. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very cool stuff. I like those little rules in there. Those are always fun to add in just for a little bit of randomness. But fuck, man, I so so often forget these rules when I have them Mm -hmm. in custom narrative missions or like narrative events. I'm like, oh, shit, we forgot to roll the table rules all the time. Oops. I think applying it to have like a little... uh you know, a little uh, screenshot or basically a little yeah. side table, a little uh, card to remind mm-hmm. people of the two yeah. rules. Next up is Promethium condenser tanks, um, which you can use for cover or they can just be shot and explode. Yeah. Sick. I like it. classic yeah. red barrels. Nice. Yeah. I love it. It's the uh, area 51 barrels right there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking at it, the way they intend these to be used is with the apex missions. Okay. And the, um, uh, each player selects one of these terrain features after placing terrain, but before designating access points. Mm-hmm. So that's how you use these. It's not a matter of like spending points or anything. You just pick one, each point or each player picks one and then puts it into the mission. It's kind of neat. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think for the, uh, the warp one, Choosing unstable environment would absolutely be thematic. <laughs> I mean, oh, all that, the warp fuckery going on. I mean, just, you know, all kinds cool. of stuff happening, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, last up for the Zoneward House rules, uh, they have a very short, really just a one page set of Zone Mortalis campaign conditions. What this is, is it's a very minor way of uh, linking the effects of one game into another. Um, How this works is you have a D6 table that you roll on to get a small bonus to your next ZM game. Uh, If you win the game, uh, then you have to roll, uh, then you get to roll with a plus one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't find it particularly inspiring, but hey, more rules, more examples of things, of ways you can run campaigns. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's little, I mean, there's some 
definitely <clears throat> some some nice stuff that would help in the campaign, right? Yeah. You lose your first game. If you roll that one reserves forward, then you get plus one reinforcement points mm-hmm. uh, at the end of each game turn. So that's, you know, that'll it might help you win your second game and even even the campaign out a little bit, you know? So yeah, a bunch of things like that. I like it. Yeah. Um, and with that, we finish out the Zone Mortalis rules in Siege of Chthonia. Well, that's really cool. It's really neat to see Zone Mortalis now be its effectively its own thing. Yes. Before it was a slight modification to the standard rule set to, you know, represent, you know, close quarters combat. But now this is it like it like Will said, it feels like its own new game now to play in Horus Heresy. Yeah. I definitely believe that we're gonna see people who spend their entire Horus Heresy careers only doing Zone Mortalis. And this is the rule set that they will be raised in because it's such a good rule set, I think. Mm-hmm. Really keen on giving this a, uh, a shot. I mean, I'm next, seriously uh, trying to consider now a Zone Mortalis army. And I mean, that, that huge change to jetpacks makes mm-hmm. my whole army viable. Before, I was like, there's no way I'm going to run mm-hmm. my Thalax in Zone Mortalis and just kill myself throughout the entire game as I trip and fall over debris, right? Yeah. But now I just don't get that special movement, but I can still bring them and not have to worry about falling or anything like that. So yep. great yeah. stuff, man. It's yeah, it's really cool. Like after the white dwarf where it was effectively a stopgap. They did they put a lot into it, but it was mm-hmm. still a stopgap. Def- definitely. This this really feels very fleshed out and exciting. Yeah. And they, they were clear that the white dwarf it, this was has to be my next but, game mode. Yeah. <laughs> the next game I get in has to be a Zone Mortalis game, I think. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Better set that up somehow. Well, listeners, I guess let us know what you think. Are, are we wrong? Are these rules dog shit? Am I way too hyped about reinforcement points? But I don't think so. I, I think you're wrong if you think I'm wrong because <laughs> I think they're great. Tell me why I'm wrong and I'll tell you why you, you are wrong. <laughs> I will leave you with uh, one more thought on reinforcement points. Those numbers don't scale with the game size. Yeah. So if you're if you decide to play a small ZM game, uh, it, that just means you start with everything on the, on the board. You want to play four thousand points of ZM using the rules as printed. That's fine, but stuff is going to trickle in, and you probably won't get everything on the table. Yeah, and they they mention it as such in a little box out there. Yes, saying. So then it become it really does become a tactical sideboard game of mm-hmm. wait chicken so basically does yeah. it um, does it penalize you if you don't bring them on no no uh, no no it does not as far as I can tell it doesn't count them as destroyed or anything like that I don't I don't remember seeing to be honest I'll check real quick but I don't believe so yeah. because I believe that's a reserves and ongoing reserves rule. Is yes. where things are still there. They count as destroyed. Yeah. So if the, there's no reserves yep. and it's reinforcements, something to think about. Jesus Christ. Wait, good. Uh, yes. Found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, any unit that is placed in reserves and has not been placed on the battlefield by the end of the battle does not count as destroyed for purposes of victory points, primary objectives, or secondary conditions. Or secondary that's objectives. Reserves, right? Nope, that's reinforcements. Oh, mm. okay. What page All is right, that? See ya. Yeah. 
Um, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Which uh, page is that? Uh, any unit that is, I think it's 186. Any unit that is correct. placed in reinforcements mm-hmm. that has not been placed in the battlefield at the end of the battlefield does not count as. Wow. It's the bottom of the so reinforcements paragraph. Right. So mm-hmm. you're not panicking to be like, oh, fuck, I got to get everybody on. <laughs> You can actually be methodical and save up your points to bring your good stuff mm-hmm. on. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Michael, thank you so much for uh, digging through this over the weekend yeah. and uh, kind of spilling out for us. Happy to. I, I love spaceships and I love mm-hmm. fighting on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. And so we'll go I'm ahead. very and, excited. Yeah. We'll wrap this up. Jason had to leave early. Is his computer died halfway through the classic, oh, uh, no. you know, once again, thank you for listening to the remembrancers retreat. If you enjoy our program, be sure to go over to patreon.com forward slash RR 30 K podcast. If you'd like to support us over there, uh, select a tier and uh, get a shout out. And our thanks. We'll might do a little dance, sing a little song. Um, uh, also <laughs> as a patron a member, you also tier, get, yeah. uh, you have a, uh, we have our discord which the link is in the show notes. Uh, patrons will have their own uh, patron channel. They get to uh, discuss amongst themselves and us. Uh, they get their cool little uh, channel where they can, if they want to do a little hobby blog, they can do that over there as well. Very talented folks over there. They do some really cool stuff. It's really neat to see. And uh, yeah, that's everything I have. If you like the show, be sure to go over to Instagram, Facebook, give us a like. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a review. Five stars if you really like it. If you don't, I mean, if you send do, us some feedback. <laughs> tell us why you don't like it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Give me something else to worry about. Yeah. And <laughs> until then. <laughs> Seriously, please uh, let us know if we can if we can improve. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that is the human condition, always moving forward. Uh, all right. So once again, we're here with Will and Michael. And until next time, keep those dice rolling and bye for now. Bye. Prepare for borders. (laughs) 